This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 160, Heart Stopper. I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you could be so kind and do your baby boy a huge favor and ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever podcasts reside. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits you to hit that subscribe button, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. I want to give a quick apology to last week. We had a podcast ready to roll out, but we were having some technical difficulties. And so we had to get it together. But don't worry, we are back this week. So I appreciate the posse for being so kind and, you know, giving your baby boy some patience. Y'all know last week was a big event in the RHAP community and for the Bryce and Wim present. We hit it to New York. And when I say we knocked it out the park, we had such an amazing time last Tuesday. Okay. With the Bryce and Wynn present the live RHAP kickoff karaoke party and Big Bay. Did y'all turn it out? Y'all turned it out. It was so much fun fun it was a little stressful it was just a lot a lot going on you know with the podcast having issues me trying to get to new york me trying to get my work done me trying to set up it was so much and so i was like so overwhelmed and you know when baby boy get overwhelmed sometimes i like shut down which is why i'm so grateful to have a great friend in the Wendeezy who was like what are you doing get yourself together so I was like nervous because I was like, you know what? I ain't even going to perform no karaoke songs. I just want to make sure that everyone is good. But, you know, baby boy had a little libations in him. And, you know, we did the karaoke thing. It was so much fun. And I just want to give a huge shout out to all of the Purple Pants Posse that showed up and showed out. All of the people that aren't necessarily members of the Purple Pants Posse that came through and showed out and just showed your baby boy, Wendell, Rob, Evie, Tiffany, Jamal. 
Okay, Dominic, Eliza, Brooke, Cam High, Lulu and Lala were there. There was Ray from Love Island. There were so many people. There were Brian uh, from Survivor Guatemala. So many people in the building that just had a great time. And just shout out to you guys. I don't like to say the word fans because baby bae, we all fans. Shout out to all of the friends. Okay, because we friends. We go together. That just came out poured so much love into us, had such kind things to say. Um, and you know me, I'm a crybaby. Oh, listen, I don't try to hide it. And just hearing people pour into me and hearing so many people say how the podcast has affected them, you know, listening to the last episode, Unbiased Conscious of the Survivor News, and just hearing people say, hearing our thoughts and hearing our voice they're able to explain it to people that may not get it and the way that we explained it and, you know, our frustration about the episode. Um, it was just truly heartwarming and just never in a million years would I have think to think that my voice would be able to change things, to change this world that we're living in person by person. So I just have to say thank you to everyone that poured into me i apologize if i was crying in front of you or i had to turn around because i didn't want you to see me cry because it just really was overwhelming to just hear that and you know i'm very honest on the podcast I, at times i i very much so struggle with accepting compliments knowing that i am worthy of the praise that people are giving me because at times i just want to be like oh okay you're just saying that to say that and like you know i don't believe it but i definitely was trying to be so present in every conversation and listening to people so a huge shout out to you guys it truly means the world to me a uh, big shout out to the baby boy that is rob sesternino okay on wednesday we did the rhap live event and you know your baby boy came ready i said uh-uh rob ain't coming back to new york and it's been two years and your baby boy ain't gonna show out because i was ready okay you know i was outfit ready i was ready for the episode i was just ready to just take it in because for me my survivor experience was not the greatest but what was the greatest for me is to be a part of the rhap family to attend these live events to see that like you know i just live for the moments to just talk and and interact and see the people and just be around rob and you know shout out to all of the podcasters that came through because the podcasters was there of the rhap community now i might miss a couple of them so please forgive me but you know Chappelle was in the building sasha mari matt scott Puya, Josh, Aisha. There was just so many of the podcasters that I was like excited to meet. And so I was like, you know, freaking out over them. Like, you know, seeing Chappelle Child, Josh, the show. You should, you should have saw Chappelle, baby. Chappelle came red carpet ready, had his glasses on the whole time. I'm like, who you think you is? But a uh, huge shout out to everyone. And if I missed you, please charge it to my head and not my heart. But it was like amazing to see so many people. I couldn't forget Chantel was in the building, Amon from the Casual Tea, Isaiah from the Purple Pants Playlist, Geneva, Jacob Jones, Kirsten, okay, Maggie. First of all, Kirsten was putting everybody on her back and I'm like, no, don't put me on your back. You can't fit me because you know I got these thighs, but you know, it's, it was so much fun. So many of the Purple Pants posse that was there, uh, you know, the mams and pops pulled up. It was just such a great 
time to see everyone. And I'm just like, well, Rob, when the next one? Okay, listen, we ready. Okay. It was, I literally, I am just, I continue to just like scroll through my phone and look at all of the photos. I was trying to take videos because am I the only person that like when you go to events or concerts, like you take these photos, you take these videos. And then I loved like the next morning, just like scrolling through your phone and looking at the photos. It's just so amazing. And again, just a huge shout out to Rob for putting it together and just, you know, creating such a safe space for all of us to just individually be ourselves, have a great time, but then come together as a collective is truly amazing. And I listen, I, child, I could just say this all day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the support. I appreciate the love. It was so much fun seeing everybody. And if, I'm sorry if I didn't get to talk to anybody that wanted to talk to me because I was trying. Baby boy was trying to say hi to everybody. Okay. But again, for me, it was the outfit. Baby boy came ready. Every time I go to these events, people are like, why you don't got the purple pants? Why you ain't got the purple pants? Well, listen, I don't know if the purple pants could fit me. But I said, you know what? I'm going to come through with the purple jacket. Okay, listen, it was a statement piece. So, okay, statement. Okay, I uh, I just again, it was so much fun. I wish that, you know, I could like, can we press rewind? Okay, and just go back and do it again. But I am really excited for this week's episode. Okay, episode 60, Heart Stopper. And you know, we've got the church announcements. And then I am talking with a member of the RHAP community and the post-show recaps, LaTanya Starks. Okay, she is here on the podcast for her first time. And we are doing a deep dive into the into the Netflix show Heart Stopper. Who it is a good one. Barb is here for Barb's announcements and shout out to everyone. I hope that you had an amazing Mother's Day. I hope you got time to spend with your family with your moms and a huge shout out to all of the people that again I always say this is that you know holidays can be such a great time but for many people it's not such a great time because you know there are people that have lost their mothers there are people that have lost family members and I really hope that this Mother's Day was a time to reflect and you know enjoy and remember the experiences that you did have with your loved ones that have gone on before us and just to be grateful for the time and it just really truly makes you feel like you know time is a gift and it's important to give people their flowers while they're here and to celebrate them so you know I'm just sending my heart out to those that have lost family members. Um, and so Barb is here for Barb's message and we got the freak of the week. So listen, let's get this heart stopper popping. For this week's church announcements, the Purple Pants podcast episode comes out May 11th. And May 11th, we are given the Bryce and Wynn present Homecoming 42. We are back in Philadelphia. And so I'm excited to see everyone tonight. Tickets are still available. So you can click the link in my Instagram or Twitter bio. And you know, we announced it. Okay. And it's happening May 25th. We are headed to L.A., Bryce Isaiah, Wendell Holland, and Lauren Ashley Beck have joined forces for the Bryce and Wynn present the LA 42 
finale. We are going to have an amazing time. There have already been like over 20 reality stars confirmed to attend the event. And listen, we're going to come together and watch some more amazing Survivor. So if you are in the L.A. area, okay, or if you're thinking about flying out, if you're thinking about going, going back, back to Cali, Cali, listen, it is it is an event you definitely do not want to miss. So you can click the link in my Instagram bio, Bryce Isaiah, or the link in the Bryce and Win present Instagram bio. And listen, get your tickets for LA or Philly, and I will see you soon. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's a man who? It's a man you? Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a man who? It's a man you? Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. And we are back this week. I am really excited for this week's episode, for this little segment that we got going on for a multitude of reasons. One, because I happened to stumble across a Netflix series the other day. You ever just be scrolling, trying to figure out like, no, I don't want to watch. Is this a cake? No, I already seen Bridgerton three times, you know, <laughs> and I finally discovered something that really spoke to me. It's called Heart Stopper. And I am honored because this beautiful young lady that I have coming on the podcast with me, um, we've been trying to figure out how can we pie? What can we do? How can we make something happen? And I tweeted something. And I said, whoo, I can't stop watching Heartstoppers. And this amazing person was like, me too. And so I was like, you know what? Come on the podcast. So I'm excited to welcome from Post Show Recaps and the RHAP Network, Miss Latanya Starks to the podcast. Welcome. Hi. I'm so glad that I'm finally here. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that we are here together. <laughs> I know. We did it. We did it. Okay. <laughs> we made it work. Little backstory. We was having some technical difficulties and Latanya and I both did the same thing, which was assuming that like the other person would like 
reach out to the other person and be like, are you having the same issue? But no, we just stood there for about five minutes. But listen, it's okay. I watched a video. <laughs> you watched a bird. I watched a bird <laughs> out my window. Forgot I was supposed to be podcasting. I was singing Teenage Dirtbag because that's what <laughs> this video oh. was. Yeah. Yes. We so, both found three minutes of time that we just forgot we were doing a podcast. Listen, but we are here now and we are here to talk about the Netflix series Heartstopper. Now, I like my take on it. I didn't know what I was signing up for. I just I saw it. It was like in the top 10. I'm like, let me click mm-hmm. on it. And for me, it was definitely like a coming of age, like romance. And I don't know about you, Latanya, but Whenever like series or stuff comes out, for some reason, I am always drawn to like middle school, mm-hmm. high school drama type it. of. I don't like, I don't like, do I secretly want to go back to high? Like, I don't know. But I it's, might. I might just because I, I would do so many things better now. Who are you telling? I, I, well, first, <laughs> I feel like I just know so much more about myself as a human being and I can identify with these types of shows. So long story short, I heard about this show from um, the from Grace. Um, hi from Grace. Grace Leader, who is a podcaster over at Post Show Recaps, who is doing a recap of this show uh, for PSR. But I'm not on the recap. I just heard about the show. So I wanted to watch it. Um and found a little time in between watching things about murder, essentially, oh. <laughs> which is like my bag um, to, uh, you know, get some levity in life. And I, I saw this little show and at first I was like, OK, uh, maybe. And it, but it was pretty instantly out of the gate. So heartwarming and just made me have all of those high school feels. It's going to take a lot for me to not do a very high pitched voice. <laughs> the whole podcast and just talking about how cute everything is. Um, but I'm going to yeah. try really hard just because I don't want to be annoying. But you're never annoying. And I'm going to try not to scream <laughs> uh, this whole podcast because this this show really resonated with, first of all, I feel like my high school years and kind of sort of my adult current years right I now. Know. I felt like there were so many parallels uh, between the main character, Charlie, and myself. Like, I feel like Charlie is me, and I am Charlie. Charlie is just happens to be the Caucasian British version of, you know, the the black, gay, <laughs> Philadelphian young male that I am. But it is such an interesting, heartwarming, and I really think teachable. Yeah. The, the biggest thing that I got from this show was that it kind of, like, pushes the box of sexuality Mm -hmm. and i know first of all people listening is like well when y'all gonna tell us what it's about but listen just go with us it's the purple pants podcast okay just listen um the one thing right the the one thing that i loved about this series so much was we hear there are so many anti-gay legislation anti-trans bills you know you can't talk about sexuality you can't do this oh you you know the gay agenda we want to turn everyone gay and what i really loved about this show heartstopper uh was it's in fact an lgbtq plus series but i felt like it was so educational it was so 
thought-provoking and, you know, it, it, it questions someone's sexuality, whether or not they're on the spectrum. But I didn't feel like it was, it ain't trying to convert nobody to being gay. Like, you know, mm. if you watch this, you can see and maybe you can identify with some of the things. And I, for me, watching this really just also just all this legislation out here that's going on really just shows me that it's coming from a place of hate yeah. and not love because here this very age appropriate show which is diving into sexuality diving into transgender diving into a lot of different things at a high school level that is appropriate and thought provoking yeah, what students are actually going through and have been going through from time in memoriam and no one you know, I I found myself saying, I wish this show existed when I was in high school. Just, mm. and before even, you know what I mean? I wish this type of programming existed a couple years ago, however long ago, because there's always going to be someone who is struggling with their sexuality. There's always going to be people around those people who need to figure out how to be parents to them and teachers to them and allies to them. And I think this show does a really good job of showing and telling you, here's the correct response to have to these issues. Here is the incorrect response to have to these issues. And we leave with love. So we're going to choose the correct response. Right. And, you know, just seeing the fear, seeing the the heartbreak. And for me, what I love so much about this show is that, you know, again, like I said, I love these teenage high school type of, you know, Emily in Paris type of shows. And I always am like, ugh, I hate the fact that I always have to like put myself in like the female role character yeah. or the heterosexual male's character and like, you know, kind of sort of like transform it in my own brain and think about how it could be. And yet for this, I don't have to do it. I could literally watch this and it was like my oh, life so almost beautiful. played out. So it is I mean, well, not really just more the bad parts, not the good parts. But, you know, I but, you know, but it is it it reminds me that like anything is possible. It reminds me that like, you know, yeah, love can happen. You never know. You do need that reminder sometimes as an, like a single adult. I'll just speak for myself. Right. Like, <laughs> OK, and stop watching murder mysteries. No, and, like, you, you need know. that hopeful message. I, I know that, you know, earlier this week. They had a spread of like Lizzo and her boyfriend. And I was just like, I'm so happy mm -hmm. for Lizzo. Wait, I think that means I'm happy for me because I look more like Lizzo. Right. And if she can get a boyfriend, then I can get a boyfriend. And then, you know, it's ridiculous because I'm old and should know this by now. But it's something that you just need to see yourself in pop culture. Uh thousand percent which is why on this podcast i scream <laughs> which i'm not gonna do this episode because i told it you i'm does. gonna scream but representation matters it doesn't matter how old you are let's it doesn't matter like you know where you are and think of life but again at times i mm -hmm. feel like we are our own worst enemies we're so mean to ourselves we tell ourselves no we tell ourselves things aren't possible and sometimes when you actually can see it with your own eyes it's like the world <laughs> telling yourself that like, no, bitch, anything's possible. So get out your head. So, no, I love that. Uh, that Lizzo representation, like, absolutely. And of course, Latanya, <laughs> you can find, listen, we might have to do a podcast. OK. Oh, no. Latanya love um, island. <laughs> hot guys on an island for me. Sure. 
Actually, that might be a good idea. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk okay. about that at a different time. <laughs> yes, but listen, I'm gonna be the host. I'm gonna be like the host that drink and like you know interview them. To qu- listen, I got it already in my head. Those are my favorite yes. kinds of hosts, okay. the ones that drink. Um, but yeah, so like, so this show made me have these moments where I often feel like I have leading character syndrome, mm. but I'm a leading character that never catches a break. <laughs> She's just <laughs> kind of like turns herself into a supporting character um, by the end of things. Um, but this show, with all of its young love and its hope and possibility, really just it was a heart melter for me um, because it just made me so happy to be able to see this happen on screen. And, and it's such a, it's a really important time for this show. More people need to be watching this show. Absolutely. And so it takes place at a high school, Truman High School for Boys. And there are a, a threesome of a group. And the main character, his name is Charlie, and he is a gay male and he has a friend named now before I even butchered a friend's name mm-hmm. like, his friend's name is Tao Tao mm-hmm. um, and then there also is Isaac and then there is there they, they mention this friend L and they don't say much about L but we know that L used to go to Truman mm-hmm. however um, they mentioned that their principal was very transphobic and L had to go to the girls' school. And so when I first heard that, I didn't necessarily make the connection until like more so in the the episode. Uh, but again, what I love about this particular show is that L happens to be a transgender female and she's, she's black. black. Uh, <laughs> it's great. It was such a great surprise when they showed her. Because here's my voice. I'm going to calm it down. It was such a great surprise when they showed Elle because I was just like, oh, my gosh, there's a black transgender girl in this show. And we'll talk about it more, but it's not going to focus on the year that she had before at the all boys school where everything was terrible. It's going to focus on a hopeful new beginning for this woman. Yeah. And so we'll go through episodes. There's only eight episodes. They're about 30 mm-hmm. minutes. So it's a really easy watch. So Latanya and I will just give our takes on each episode. So spoiler alert. Uh, we will kind of somewhat spoil. But even, even if you are spoiled, you still should watch because it's such a great uh, show. Um, and so the first episode is called Meet. And Charlie, you know, he, he arrives to school and he gets a text message like, meet me in the locker room. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah. what's going on? Or the library. And so Charlie goes there and he gets a text and it says, never mind, something came up. I'll meet you later. And clearly we see that Charlie is upset about that. Then they finally meet up and he has this connection with uh, this young character named Ben, who's, you know, cute. Doesn't seem that Ben is open. No. And more in the the show, I feel like we learned that I don't necessarily know if Charlie is like fully open in school. However, he is open with his friend groups and that like, you know, people tease him and people like, you know, they, they label him the gay student, just like myself in high school. And so I, I necessarily wasn't like comfortable right. saying I was gay, but to my close friends, like they knew. And I think that that's where Charlie is at. Charlie got outed. Right. Yeah. So the last year of his life at this school 
which we should mention, this is uh, one of the British shows, one of the many the Brits are taking over <laughs> um, shows that's out there. And so this is a very buttoned up, like we have uniforms boys school um, in somewhere in Britain, in England. And, uh, and then uh, L is a, a very buttoned up. We have uniforms here and a brother's school in England. Um, right. Just put that out there uh, because it, I think it does m- make temper the show a lot, but we can talk about that a little later. Yeah, no, completely agree. Um, and so, we see Charlie and Ben have this exchange where, you know, the first couple of seconds, we think Ben is really into Charlie. And then, you know, they leave and Ben is like, don't tell anybody about this. Mm -hmm. And so we get to see that maybe this relationship is not really a relationship uh, and that Ben is, you know, not comfortable with his sexuality um, and doesn't really want the world to know about him and Charlie. Ben's the worst. I mean, and I, I, he definitely is. No, there's, yeah. and it's not. It's not because he is not out yet. That has nothing to do with it. It's the way that he's choosing to treat someone who is, and and the way that he is essentially not considering Charlie's feelings at all, right? In any of this, yeah. Because at, at this, I mean, honestly, I even question whether or not Ben even really cares about Charlie. I don't think he does. This early on. And one of the things that is so great about this show is that whenever there are emotions or like like sparks or like mm-hmm. love or flirtiness, the the show kind of puts these cartoon leaves or like water droplets on the screen. And so I love that. I love it. I, I feel like in my real life in high school or like, you know, if I have a crush on somebody, I feel like I could see those in real life. So I love that. You too. I feel the same way. I, I feel like I went from being able to see them and this is why we should maybe make more digital media. But um, I feel like I went from being able to see them happen to just drawing them in my yearbook or not yearbook, my notebooks. So the, the, to see them actually on the screen on this show it's just the sweetest thing in the world. And you'll see that it differs depending on what activity people are doing or, you know, where they are in the relationship. Sometimes you'll see butterflies. Sometimes you'll just see these like little leaves blowing around. Sometimes you'll see hearts. It's beautiful. It's, it's, it's like you, for me, it's like the butterfly feelings that you get. It's literally like the physical representation of that. Um, and so Charlie, after this whole incident, and mind you, there was no leaves on the screen with no. Ben. Um, Charlie goes to homeroom and he is assigned a new seat and he has to sit next to the rugby captain that is Nick. Nick Nick is adorable. And yes, Nick is a little a, a cutie patootie, uh, you know, a rugby player, uh, by all sense of the mean, like a very like masculine uh British rugby player boy. And I like like I would be, Charlie is a bit apprehensive. Now, mind you, as soon as Charlie saw Ben, okay, we saw we little did. leaves on the screen. It was screen. so cute. Uh, they very accurately say that Nick looks kind of like a golden retriever <laughs> in the first episode. <laughs> and so I can't help seeing him, but anything but like a helpful little puppy for the rest of it. <laughs> right. It's crazy. And so um, Charlie and Nick 
become friends. And yeah, Nick is nice. He is friendly. He's accepting, you know, and it Mm -hmm. catches Charlie off guard. Um, And that's really kind of like the, the first episode is really, we meet essentially Charlie and Nick. And obviously we feel like this is going to be the love interest of Charlie this season. Um, Episode two is entitled the crush. You want to lead us off into the crush, LaTanya? Yeah, so um, Charlie becomes open enough to get to the point where he can kind of talk about the relationship that he and Ben have had or kind of like the the lack of a relationship that he and Ben have had to Nick. Um, and Nick being the moral, like non-judgmental person that we will continue to see him being, throughout the rest of this show um, condemns this. He's, he knows Ben, he's friends with Ben and he's pissed at Ben, frankly. Um, he doesn't understand. He, he kind of um, almost gets it. And another thing this show does so well that I still do on a constant basis is all of these kids communicate via Instagram message. Um, <laughs> and I communicate through some DM. It's not Instagram normally, but they all communicate through DMs on Instagram and they all type things and then delete them several times over. Um, and it, it was just, mm-hmm. it just hit me because <laughs> this happens all the time. Yes. And I've been on the receiving end of something like that where you are really waiting for somebody to send somebody something and then you can see the little bubbles like they type in and you're like, ooh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, coming. And then nothing happens. <laughs> then you refresh your phone and still nothing happens. Yeah. So you're like, okay. Um, what I, I think, although we love Nick and we love Charlie, I think one of my favorite characters uh, and my second most relatable character was Tao. I love Tao. He's Charlie's best friend and by all sense of the mean he is very protective over Charlie. Charlie's telling all of his friends about Nick and Tao is like listen Nick Mm -hmm. is not gay like you should stop falling in love and having these crushes don't have a crush on him. Right because it's only going to be another Ben situation and you're only going to get yourself hurt. However Charlie is like I don't know I feel like Ben is giving me mix, mix, mixed signals. And another thing, what I love about what this show does, and they don't make it a forefront of it. Although Charlie might have a crush on his new friend, Nick, Charlie never acts on it. Charlie is never inappropriate. Charlie is just being a friend. And for me, that like right. gets rid of the notion of like, oh, I can't have a gay friend. They're always going to come on to me or like, you know, I can't like. So I, I love the fact that they do this and it's not a big part of the storyline, but like Charlie's super respectful. You can be friends with gay people and be straight. And there's, there's, I mean, that is not something that's involved in the gay agenda. The gay agenda involves many things, but trying to convert you is not one of them. (laughs) And uh, nine times out of 10, the people that think that the gays want them, we don't. I, I almost said we don't just because I want to thoroughly like be there with you. <laughs> Completely right, forgot myself. Yes. <laughs> and uh, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure the females that they are interested in, they don't want you either. No, because you suck. So like, you know, <laughs> leave us alone. It's a personality problem that is on your part. It's not because this person's gay. 
it just it bothers me with all of the legislation about sports, especially um, that has come up in all of the states that I try to uh, I try to stay out of. But debate takes me there anyway. Um, They all have bathroom legislation or they all have sports legislation like you can't play this sport if you're a gay boy with my straight boy. It's like, first of all, how do you know your boy is straight? Shut up. Right. And and second of all, well, I guess second of all, shut up. And third of all, <laughs> what are you saying about like, this doesn't make any sense. You can't catch gay from touching someone or involve being involved in a sport with them. And it's OK for people to be friends across sexuality. Like that's the spectrum. That's what it's supposed to be. And it's fine. And nothing's going to happen to you or your morality. I swear. Yeah. Uh. Again. Okay. Um, what is interesting about this episode in Crush is that we get to see the evolution of Nick and Charlie's relationship. Like, you know, they are hanging out. Um, you know, I think that Nick even invites Charlie over to his house to meet his dog. Mm-hmm. They are yeah. watching movies together, like just hanging out as friends. And they're solid friends. We get to start to see the evolution of Charlie. You know, just literally letting his self be himself and just be his friend. But we get to see Nick possibly like question whether or not like, do I like Charlie? Yeah. Do I like hanging around him? Do I like you know? And it's it's such uh ugh, just like for me, it just took me somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, and we we get to see a little bit more of L. L is at the all girls school, and Tao in telling. Charlie that like you know Nick is straight you know he hears a rumor that he used to go out with this girl named Tara Jones and so Tao texts L because L is now at school with Tara and he's like do you know this girl named Tara and L's like actually I do and he's like can you find out if she knows Nick and so we get to get to see a little bit of L in her transition to the new school and it's again can relate so much uh, to L in this predicament where you were bullied at one school or like, you know, you've had issues at one school, you started a new school and you're so traumatized by that, that you just want to keep to yourself. You just yeah. want to stay the quiet new student. Yeah. And that's really what L is going through. And it just is, again, so much that I can relate to. Yeah. She's, She's well, first of all, let's talk about the fact that the popular girl that everybody talks about from this other school, Tara, is also black. Okay. <laughs> and and uh, little stuff for me, uh, with Tara Jones being the popular girl that everyone is obsessed with, loves, and she's wearing natural hair. Yes. It, it's it's the little wins for me like that that I which is, again, there's just so much representation in this show. Um, and it's in the little ways that they do it. Right. Um, and it's so great. You can you can look at those larger things and then just tell that they got the details right. Like there are probably people behind the scenes that know how to style black hair. Yes. Which is not a given, regardless of the fact that there have been black people on screen since, you know, the original movie was made. Um, but that is not a given at all. It's actually something that a lot of black actresses and actors fight for now is to just have one person of color who knows how to deal with black hair. 
around. Absolutely. Even in like news stations, one of my friends from college is a meteorologist mm-hmm. and she has to get up three times as early because like the station, their hair and makeup people, like they don't know how to style her texture of hair. So, right. you know, but yeah. So again, kudos to when you see uh, black hair and especially like shows like this. And again, like Tara wears her hair in these like eccentric, different little styles yeah. that are like cool. And like, I, I love to see it. And um, so Elle and Tara become friends. And as they become friends, uh, Elle kind of sort of discovers that Tara and her best friend, Darcy, uh, Elle, like, y'all yeah. go together. <laughs> Has anyone else noticed this? Right. No and, one else has noticed this. And we then see the journey of Tara and Darcy, like, actually, like, you know, we are out to our close friends, but not the whole school. And so, again, we get this, like, allyship between Elle, between Tara, between Darcy, like, this this mutual trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know when it happens, but essentially, well, no. So, now that Elle knows that Tara and Darcy are together, it's no way that Nick and Tara were a thing. Right. I believe they had a single kiss. When they were right, 13. When they were like 11, yeah. 13. <laughs> Child, I think I kissed a dog when I was 66. <laughs> like, you know, like the fact that they're in high school and like they are, I, I thought that that was so funny. Like, yeah, they kissed. Yeah, I like, know. Oh my God, they're, they're supposed to be. It together. was like epic now. for them because these kids go to single sex schools, which is ridiculous. Right. <laughs> it's very much part of British tradition, but it's ridiculous. So, um, and also I think we might have missed in the first two episodes as Charlie and Nick are becoming friends. And Charlie is this like skinny, meek kid, like, you know, but he is he fast. Run. He can run. Um, Nick asks Charlie to join the oh, rugby right. team. This is great. So, and so, so Nick's great. Let, we'll continue with that. He's asked this. He saw uh, Charlie run uh, at gym. And was just like, wow, he's really fast. And asked him to join the rugby team. Just looking at him solely as this is a talent that this person has. And he's good at everything else I've seen him do. He should be on the rugby team. And listen, any Knicks <laughs> out there, just know I run too. Okay? Just if you're listening, I run. Where are the Knicks of the world for so, you? <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Okay, maybe you need I to know. host We can host each other's show. dating shows. Yeah. Okay. We got to take a shot. Every we got to take a shot at love. Go on a new date or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Ah, oh, I got to write that down. Shot at love, but it's a drinking dating game. Wait Ooh, a minute. Somebody will have to give us a check, Latanya. Can you hear us? Listen that's up. That's an excellent idea for a show um, that literally no one else no, has had, and we just my, had it, and so it's ours. And if anyone tries to take we it, we have it. evidence. Okay. I have evidence and I'm going to call, I'm going to get my Nick on you wherever he may be. So what is even more funny is that the third episode is entitled kiss. And so there is this boy that happens to be Latanya's favorite character, uh, Harry no, Green. He's not Latanya's unless there's a different Latanya on this podcast. <laughs> Harry is the worst. I am sad that they named this character Harry because I've only 
recently known of heroic haircuts. <laughs> but it makes sense. He's a knob. So why, why not name him Harry? But yes, we all know a Harry. Harry is that like loud mouth, you know, friend or kid that is friends with a lot of people, but is mean, goes out of his way to say stuff like, you know, always peer pressuring people to do other little things. However, and he's rich. So he's literally never had a problem in his life. He just goes around manufacturing drama because he's bored. Okay. I've never met anyone like that. <laughs> right. And I don't know how to perfectly describe them or anything. There are like 70 of them in my life currently. You know how you can describe them. You remember that show, The Sweet 16? I do. On MTV. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, that's how, that's what Harry's party was like. So just it think was. of like those, like, think of an episode where like the kid was just ungrateful, annoying, like that's Harry. But there was no adult supervision. Oh, yeah, there was not. I didn't see adult. <laughs> there was not a single adult at this party where he basically rented out a castle. Which was probably bigger than most people's wedding reception. Oh, it had to be because he had every room in the castle. Right. If they, if they weren't even using, like, <laughs> might I add. <laughs> they had so many rooms, they could not even use them all. And there were a lot of kids at this party. So... Harry invites Nick to his birthday party. He's supposed to be jumping. And Nick and uh, Harry kind of sort of talks like this. <laughs> hey, Nick. Like he has this interesting voice. So he invites Nick to his party. Nick's like, oh my God, can I come? And uh, not, 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 Nick is not like that. Nick is like, okay, well, can I bring a friend? And Harry's like, just bring somebody cool. Now, also, I don't know the name of this young lady and she will her name's Imogen for me. Yeah. Imogen. I, I feel bad for Imogen, Imogen. and I'll tell you why. <laughs> so, you're right, but at this point, I don't feel bad for her. Well, no, what? I take that back. I maybe feel I bad. I feel maybe. bad as a woman who has dated a gay man before, he knew that he was gay, or at least was like out about it. I can understand having crushes on gay people and then being like, oh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I feel like, so you're right, but I also feel like at this point, Nick didn't, is not necessarily gay, does not know what he is, and I feel... That's true. No. I just mean the general, right. like, I her general but, story. She's doing a little too much. Back up all Charlie men. Like, you know, she is just like, <laughs> first of all, she's like taking photos of him, posting it on Instagram, like, they're going out. And th- so that, that is weird. That then is, it's that like, is weird. You know, so after Imogen heard Harry invite Nick to the party she's like can i go and harry's yeah am i cool right and harry's like i mean charlie nick child i can't get these names straight there's so many of these children it's okay we'll we'll help each other thank you nick was like i mean i guess sure and then imogen is like oh my god it's a day yeah now that's incorrect (laughs) that's not how you're supposed to act right if you're a human being who doesn't want to be constantly embarrassed um but sometimes it does happen. Listen, <laughs> we've all been there. So I ain't mad at you, Imogen. So Nick wants to bring Charlie. He invites Charlie. Charlie is a little apprehensive. Yeah, he's like, what? He's, right. Like, I don't I want don't to necessarily go there. And it's like, Harry? We thinking about the same Harry? Okay. Right. Harry has tormented uh, Charlie before. And Tao uh, does mm-hmm. not like him. Uh, however, Charlie is willing to step out on love. And so he, he is going to agree to go to the party. He then gets in his Instagram group chat 
with Isaac, L, and Tao and saying like, oh my God, I just got invited to a party with the baby boy. <laughs> and Tao's like, you mean this Saturday? And Charlie's like, yeah. And Tao's like, well, we're supposed to have movie night at my house. It's movie night. And we, we need to be, we need to stress how important movie night is to Tao. Uh, because Tao is all about his friends, loves his mm-hmm. friend circle, and they love to watch move like scary heart. Like they pick a theme and they watch movies all throughout the night. And like this is a big thing for Tao. Now, yes, it's more like he makes them watch movies right. because he <laughs> he is an obvious movie buff. He's got a million movie posters all over his room. Movies that he is at, at the year he's supposed to be like fifteen. Can't even believe he has this great a taste in movies. If I'm being honest, I've seen all these movies. Um, and so if Tao reminds me a lot of myself here because I'm the friend who would make people come over and watch movies and they would be like, okay, can we like do anything else? And I'm like, no, we're going to watch this very depressing long movie. All right. So we said we do. So I, I'm with Tao on this. So Tao also reminds me of myself here because I feel like, and this is more the adult Bryce, as my friends get older, have children, get in serious relationships, the dynamic of our friendships change. Our, you know, Taco Tuesday tradition, our, you know, Friday night walking through the neighborhood and finding a local spot to get food, you know, that changes. Mm -hmm. And when it happens at first, you get mad yeah. and you get upset. And Tao is very upset about this um, and doesn't realize what could be blossoming in front of his face. So before we get to the party, L still comes and Tao's mom is just so excited to see L. You would think that L is there to hang out with <laughs> Tao's mom. I thought that was really sweet. And, you know, L is all about having Charlie explore and create new friends with Nick. And at this moment is where we kind of sort of see where Isaac was supposed to come and Isaac don't <laughs> come. And it's just Tao and L. And we get to see like, oh my God, could this be a romantic uh, connection? And again, what I love so much about this scene and Tao and L is that I love to see a transgender woman like, you know, having an organic like experience with someone else. Like, I just love to see the the innocence in the connection of the relationship where yeah. I feel like most of the times that I know of with like, in, with my transgender friends is that like a lot of times they're like, look, that's like sexual beings and objects. And it's always right. like, you know, not just women, just not women or just not a person. And yeah. you know, the fact that they have this friendship and the, the possibility of a relationship between L and Tao is I just love to see it. Now we get to the good, good part of this episode <laughs> because the episode is entitled kiss and Charlie is at the party and Charlie is doing what I would do if I was at a party and I'm uncomfortable. Most people know me as like this outgoing Bryce, like, Hey, but also I am like an extroverted introvert Yeah, because if I'm uncomfortable or if I'm like, I just like, can shut down just like not that I'm uncomfortable I could be having a great time but I just sit and chill and watch and that's what Charlie is doing because he's feeling uncomfortable and Nick is kind of sort of being pulled in all different directions however Nick is so attentive to Charlie like he wants to be there wants to hang out and then they're hanging out having a little moment in the hallway 
And then here come Ugh. Harry. Because it's Harry's birthday. And so, you know, he can get whatever he wants. And what he really wants is for Nick to hook up with Tara Green. That's all he wants. Because they kissed when they were like, I don't know, three years ago, however long that was ago. <laughs> and it, it's rather weird because it's almost as if like Harry is like, yeah. prove your manhood to me. Or like, you know, like you could get this like weird. However, you know, Nick and Tara talk um, and then that's it. Nick then goes to look mm-hmm. for Charlie and Charlie has disappeared. Um, another person that I love in this series is charlie's dad yeah Uh, charlie's dad drops charlie off at different places and clearly charlie's dad is aware of the bullying that has happened and charlie's dad every time he drops charlie off he was like charlie if you need for me to come get you at any time yeah his dad is really just like keyed in with how hard things has been for his son right and i love to see a gay man have the love, support, acceptance, and compassion of his father. I I think that just that dynamic alone and just how um, caring his dad is. You would normally think this might come from like the mom's character, but I, again, the writers of this show they really do. know what they are doing. And I I think that, yes, like again, to anybody that's watching it or watches it, like, yes, it's okay to love your gay son. It's okay to be emotional. Like, you know, it's okay to hug and touch. Like, it's, I love it's it. It's great. No, Sorry. it's, yeah. I, I would yell about it too, honestly, but you already did it. Um, <laughs> Alice, <laughs> Alice Oseman yeah. writes all of these episodes and they're all directed by Euroslin. I haven't looked up much about them because they're new names to me on the scene. Um, but they clearly have, you know, been through what's going on in this show and this is a definite um kind of i would recommend that people recommend to parents to watch this show uh for a lot of reasons but especially so that you realize the proper way to embrace and support your children when they are going through this time in their lives and i think that this series shows you ways that parents can un will like unknowingly mm-hmm. hurt or upset their kids by like saying things that normal parents will say we'll get there when we get there but like no absolutely right um and so charlie goes back or charlie like goes does something then he comes back and nick finds him and nick is like <laughs> it's 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 a bit loud in here do you want to go somewhere quieter and of course charlie is like yes so they like run through the party. Also, it's important to note that I believe at this party, mm-hmm. when Nick was supposed to kiss Tara, Tara tells Nick that actually she's here with her girlfriend. And Nick's like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Yes. And he that's great. He says, right. Yeah. And, then he's like, and do people know about you? <laughs> and more recently with Tara and her girlfriend, uh, they kind of sort of came out. They like posted a photo of them kissing to Instagram. And ever since that time in school, the kids have been a little bit more meaner to them. Like they've just been like, you know, just Tara Mm -hmm. has felt the uncomfortableness of it. And so she shares with Nick, like, um, because Nick is like, oh, my God, like, how was it to come out? And Tara is like. Actually, like, it's been a little different cult. And, you know, uh, 
she's just going through the emotions of it. And so, again, that kind of right. sort of reinforces the niche a little bit of uncomfortability. But at this point in time, he shares with Tara that him and Charlie have been getting relatively close. Mm-hmm. It's it's very it's it's some good writing going on here. Um, just you know, Nick trying to understand what's happening because he's at this point starting to have feelings. And is it something that? You know, he's kind of chumming the waters with Tara to figure out whether or not just like here's like a statement of fact. I have been hanging out a lot with Charlie. Um, but I'm saying that after you talk about you and your girlfriend. So, you know, I think it's just really interesting the way that um, Nick is almost kind of looking up to Tara in this moment to kind of try to see like and figuring out his own sexuality um what her like reaction is to to this um but starting leading with kindness the whole time right and it's so important to note that you know Nick is the captain of the rugby team and Tara is in according to all of the boys at his school the most mm-hmm. popular girl yeah. in the land and so it really holds a lot of weight to him um, and he sees them dancing and having such a good time. And then after he ends his conversation with Tara, he goes back and there's Charlie and maybe a little bit more reassuring him that like his feelings yeah. are OK. Um, and so they go upstate like he's like, do you want do, do you want to go somewhere quieter? It's wonderful. <laughs> and they like run through the party and like, you know. Not that this matters, but it's not like a friend, friend, run tag. It is definitely like, like a. It is very much me if you can. can. Like I don't know. It's it. It's yeah. It's so cute and so like I'm like, who want to play tag <laughs> with me? I want to run know. up the steps with somebody, but we're anyway. gonna have to just. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we're gonna have to figure something sorry. out, Bryce. Me and you are just gonna have to meet and like run after Listen. each other for a while <laughs> until we can fulfill okay. our <laughs> urge, <laughs> and then be like, okay, return to normal life. <laughs> okay, right. Like, what are they doing? Meanwhile, people will be looking at us why, like, why are, are they these on? grown adults? <laughs> Where can I get some? Um, I, I, I just have to take a second and say um, that because these people are British, I love their names. So like they're not their character names, but their actual names. So Tara Jones's girlfriend, Darcy's real name is Kizzy. Like <laughs> that's the beginning of a Missy Elliott lyric. You know, it's just funny. <laughs> Lizzie, <Okay>. go. <laughs> kizzer, 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 kizzy. Kizzy, just thought okay. that was funny. Sorry. <laughs> you know I what I'm talking get about, get and she's like, "Kizzy, Gizzy, Lizard, go!" Right. You don't know that song? No, That's... I do not. No, I do not know those lyrics. No, I know that song. I just do not know those lyrics. You just said "Kizzy Meet Lizzo." No, I did not. <laughs> Oh, I swear they're real lyrics. I know the lyrics. No, I know to what way you're talking about, though. Okay, and it's the little young girl that be dancing in the video. I can see it. I just am <laughs> the worst with words, but yes, I I I know the harmony. Yeah, 
But listen, let me get to my, let me get to we the We have to talk about the points. kiss and kiss. Yes. So they get upstairs in this castle because literally they had to run up about 27 flights of stairs. Yeah, this is a castle. And there's kids all over it, like on the steps and stuff. And I'm like, where are the parents? Because this boy there's just turned a single adult. 16. And Charlie's 15. My kids ain't going to that. No way, no Charlie's way. 14. At yeah, at the point. time. Yeah, Charlie 14. 14. So they get upstairs and they are just like kind of sort of talking. Um, also, what we left out was an episode or two before when Charlie and Nick were at Charlie's house or Nick's house. They're watching a movie. Charlie fell asleep. And Nick had like the urge to grab his hand. And when he went near his hand, we started seeing like the little birds come out. There are actual Charlie was a little nervous. Um, so we get upstairs and you know, Charlie, like first of all, Charlie was me in this scene. So Charlie's like to Nick, so did you did you reconnect with Tara? And Nick is like, no. <laughs> and, you know, then Charlie's like, well, I'm sure there must be a lovely lady that you like. Now, th- th- I would ask the exact same question. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And then Nick <laughs> was like, why do you assume that it's a lady? And choo! when I say, first of all, I was watching this while I was at work. But when I say I paused. <laughs> yes. I paused my iPad and ran around my house. Like, I was like, oh, I know you lying. I know you lying, Nick. Sorry. Because, like, I... I, It made me so happy. When I I say I am Charlie, Charlie is me. Like, in that moment, I I was 15 from British. 15 from British. Like, I was... (laughs) Yes, okay. Just th- I said what I said, and I was I was having that moment. I was having that moment because when Nick said, "What make you think that it's a girl that has my fancy?" Oh, it just made me so. Ooh. I was just uh, I was just in tears at this point already. And Nick Charlie again is me because and this is what I mean when I say that Charlie by all means of the steps, was being respectful, not trying to overstep his bounds and asking questions to ensure before he go out is like, you know, and then Charlie next question was, well, do you fancy someone in mind? <laughs> and Nick was like, I do. I said, ooh. And then, oh, now, this is where Charlie went bold. Charlie said, well, can I have a kiss? I said, oh, my God. And then Nick kind of sort of froze. And then Charlie again went into his like apology spell. And was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I should have never asked that. That like, you know, and then Nick was like, no, I want to. And who? I know. It's exactly what you want to happen. And it happens. They kiss. They kiss. It's so sweet. And, and why I say Charlie is me, because just like that, in any time in my life that I've ever thought that like love was about to happen or you know it's true romance here come Harry Green knocking at the door and there's always a Harry always a Harry and in that very innocent moment where Nick felt comfortable alone he quickly like snapped back to reality and you know 
gave like just went went into like oh my god what if somebody saw me like you know and for charlie who has had that experience with ben um it kind of like it kind of puts you back into a a place of like thinking that you're not worthy to be Mm -hmm. a like you know you how you say lead character syndrome and there's also like you know not lead character syndrome and i feel like in this uh instance with charlie he has conditioned himself like many other queer people like myself which is something that i am still working on today in my 30s that yeah you are worthy to be the lead role you are worthy of somebody's love and you know in that moment when they were kissing we can see that charlie like let it go and but just that quick when the door became a knocking and nick became uncomfortable because it's a new situation for him charlie kind of like yeah his dream kind of sort of crushed and then nick was like i'll be right back and kind of like ran out to the door to ensure that they wouldn't come in and you know had a conversation with harry about who cares what and then when harry would nick came back into the room charlie was gone and the next time we see charlie yeah. is that he is running to the car he clearly must have called his dad and his dad is like is everything okay and charlie just like breaks down and just starts crying and and again parenting tip number 37 of this series mm-hmm. the dad didn't press him to say no. what happened the dad just embraced him he was just there for him and this is they they're good parents in this show and one of them is played by i mean you know we haven't gotten to this yet but one of the parents in this show is played by olivia freaking coleman that's just a little like for those of you all who enjoy olivia coleman and her oeuvre as i do that is just something to celebrate. This woman is on way more Netflix shows than I knew. Um, <laughs> she loves to do these little uh, quick, like hit Netflix shows, um, but she's great. And another of the many reasons to watch this show. Uh, many reasons. Um, so then we're on episode four secret. Charlie get home. Um, I think Nick might've texted him. Like, where are you? What happened? Nick doesn't, uh, Nick is texting Charlie like what happened where are you Charlie leaves him on scene and Charlie is just kind of like wrapped up in his blanket his cocoon um, just really feeling himself and again whew, if y'all thought the kiss was something that made me run around <laughs> the house so Charlie gets up and is just starting his day his sister who I love this character She's so funny. Uh, I believe her name is Tori and it seems like Charlie and Tori have a very like dry relationship where like, you know, Tori always just pop like up ghost. asking questions. <laughs> right. Kind of pale and, and frail Charlie, looking. <laughs> right. Charlie's always like, Tori, what are you doing here? Go away. Tori, God. Just like every time she surprises him because she just sneaks up out of nowhere. Right. And so it's clear that she cares. It's clear that mm-hmm. they have a relationship, but it's just like they don't really show emotion. She, she's just like the older sibling that's constantly asking questions. And so um, when during one of the times that Nick came to the house and Tori had seen him, uh, Tori had iterated to Charlie like your friend is heterosexual. Um, and so 
you know, Charlie kind of sort of explains what happens and Tori is just like, you want me to make you some pizza? Like, yeah. you know, showing emotion, which is like, oh, come on, big sister. And in that moment, we get a knock at the door and it's raining. It's okay. Now you ran around screaming. I didn't physically run around screaming because that could end me. Uh, but, <laughs> but I did in my head um, when I saw that there was a, a full on scene of a man standing in front of another man's home in the rain, just drenched, doesn't care, just there to lay it all out. Yes. You know, uh, Nick felt some type of way that, like, you know, first of all, he kissed the boy, and, you know, he had a Harry <laughs> came, and clearly Charlie felt some type of way, and Nick didn't like that. And Nick is very much, like, the protector yeah. of Charlie. Like, Nick always wants to make sure that Charlie is good. And so, in that moment, Nick feels like he hurt mm -hmm. Charlie. He ran away. Um, and what she did, you know? rightfully so. Right, rightfully so. Here I am trying to make excuses. Like, no, you actually hurt him. Um, and so, Nick runs in the pouring rain. Uh, Charlie's mom is like, Charlie, can you get the door? And who Nick so much better than me in the, the door. I don't even try it anymore for fear of alienating someone. <laughs> well, I can only say like three words and that is it. But Charlie opened that door and it is Nick. I wish they had burst in a song at that point. That would have been good. If just like his parents and sister started singing. <laughs> right. And, you know, Charlie's surprised. They go upstairs to his room and Charlie's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry about last night. I didn't mean to. I should have never asked you to kiss me. I know you felt pressured. Like this child is going to catch a cold. Right. Though. So, OK, hypothermia, like you ain't no jacket like you ain't had no. And then, oh, another thing that kind of creeped me out a little bit was he sat on Charlie bed, sir. I might yeah, be in love not with offer you. Offer him a towel. Get, Come on, Charlie. Get your no. wet. You sat on my bed. You're soaking wet. <laughs> but continue. So, Nick yeah. essentially <laughs> confesses his love to Charlie, or not his love, but his interest in Charlie. His interest. That's a very good way of putting it. And that, like, yes, we are more than friends, or like, I have like feelings for you. And, like, I, I want to continue to hang out. Like, you're the only person that I think of. And Nick says to Charlie, I'm just not comfortable with my, like, sexuality. Like, this is all new for me. Kind of sort of caught me by surprise. And, like, I, 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 I don't know. I don't want to put that burden on you. But I'm putting that burden on you. And, like I was saying before, that Charlie and many other uh, queer people we don't know our worths and we settle mm -hmm. for anything. Yeah. And like, you know, Charlie was like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> like whatever you're willing to give, whatever you're willing to give, I will take the, the crumbs. Right. Now, Nick respects and cares about Charlie. So he doesn't necessarily like that, but he is also at war. Not, I shouldn't say war. He also is just at in conflict with himself. Yeah. Also, it should be noted um, throughout these episodes, Nick is, I guess he's 15, 14, 15. He's, yeah, he's where 15, does Where does any other 15-year-old get their information from? The YouTube. So throughout <laughs> these whole episodes, Nick is at home Googling, am mm -hmm. I gay? Which I feel like if you Google that, 
you're gonna get a BuzzFeed quiz, which is what he got. He gets some kind of like BuzzFeed esque right. quiz that told him he was sixty two percent gay. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Why I love this show so much is that clearly Nick is continuing to google because maybe like the like the like you know the title gay doesn't necessarily sit right with him one of the times when um charlie was over his house his mom was like um you see yeah. more yourself when you're with charlie i like charlie they were uh i was i also another funny scene so him and his mom also watch they movies do. together and so the mom was like what you want to watch the pirate of caribbeans what you want to watch fast and the furious what you want to watch and so we see little old nick on his phone looking up good family lgbtq movies and it's like first of all i screamed when moonlight came on i was like oh not not of moonlight course. that's yes. number one yes and bro- it's number one officially i was like yes y'all better come y'all better put this good juiciness in here and it was like broke back mountain um, and <laughs> Did you not Nick- think Brokeback Mountain was <laughs> a, a worthy entry to the canon? It's just the title for me. I feel like I don't know why the title. It's just the title for me. What Brokeback? The mountain. title like, is know. weird. It could have the mountain could have been called any other name. And I just this feel like if mountain. you were ever right, and if you're ever googling Brokeback Mountain, like say if you're like looking up what year it came out, you are guaranteed to when you type that into Google, porn is yes. going to come yep. up. Yeah, like it's just you like can't just I, Google I just, Brokeback Mountain anymore, right? You have to write movie Ryan Gosling <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. Ryan Gosling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's his, it's the the guy name is Ryan no, something, it's, right? It's oh. Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, <laughs> what's happening, <laughs> girl? In my mind, that's Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Which one? Just all of them. <laughs> Just all of them. <laughs> Just them together make Ryan Gosling. Okay? You're supposed to notice the time. It's the Purple Pants podcast. I am in actual pain. from <laughs> I'm laughing right now. So, um, his mom tells him he doesn't have enough courage to tell her that he wants mm-hmm. to watch one of these movies. Um, but his mom's like, remember when we used to watch the Pirate of the Caribbean? You used to love yeah, that Yeah, you used to love uh, Kira Knightley. And then he started looking at Orlando Bloom like the rest of us did when that movie came out. And um, and, and then he was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> Kira Knightley's hot, but also Orlando Bloom is hot. <laughs> right. And so he goes to the, the instanets 
and starts looking up bisexuality. And again, these little mm-hmm. things, they don't seem much, but somebody that is a queer person and somebody that deals with um, people like feeling like you're either you're gay or you're straight. Um, I, I love to see these type of interactions because it is really, and if somebody, if I were a teenager watching this movie, um, it would give me like, oh, like, you know, like right. sexuality is a spectrum. And I truly believe that like no one is just, you can fall on different realms of the spectrum. Like you could be a heterosexual man. And guess what? You can think that another man is cute and you're not interested in him or want anything sexually from him. But like you can, admire, like it, 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 the just spectrum say it louder is louder for the people in the back. If that is, I mean, that doesn't exist with a podcast. Everyone's technically in the front with their own listener. But you know what I mean? Just, uh, it's so annoying to live in this world sometimes. It, so, yeah, where you, we, we love a label. Put you in a label, mm-hmm. put you in a box, and put you in a corner, and put you in the back, and you're done. So, I, I love the fact that this character, Nick, yeah. is like discovering himself. And, I I just admire it so much because it really is showing uh, the complexities and it's showing the internal struggle. And it is. And what I appreciate it so much is that it is showing the internal struggle of the rugby captain, the 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 premier, you know, high school, per, like, you know, the person right. that everyone thinks, oh, don't have no issues, don't have no struggles, could never be gay, like, or could never be bisexual or could never be on the spectrum. Like, you know, it's coming from his perspective, which I think. First of all, come from anyone's perspective, but being as though that it comes from his perspective, I see the audience, the, the, the net that they are casting, and I appreciate it. Yeah. And these performances, we should say, are all phenomenal. And, the, and these, this core group of the kids we've talked about so far are all 18 years old. Like on the show or like in real life? No, in real life. They're all just 18. Oh, okay. Oh, so, oh, they're young. Yeah, I know. I, I remember Babies. 18, kind of. So do I. I mean, it was, it was like three years ago for me, girl. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know about you. It's like seven for me. Um, And so essentially, like, they are mm-hmm. hanging out. Yeah. They're dating at this point. Yes. O- on the low, but they're dating. And so Charlie is just over the moon. He tells Tao. Uh, he tells, uh, he tells, he tells all his friends about it. Um, yeah. And again, what actually- Isaac already knows because Isaac is funny because he's just constantly reading books. Like he has a new book in his hand every, every time. single time. And he just knows everything already. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I know. I'm observant. I, I read books. So, yeah. So, but I, I think, and this probably is a cultural difference. Um. Mm-hmm. That like, you know, Charlie tells people that they're like hanging out, they're dating, but it is interesting because, um, hanging out and dating and being a couple are Uh like two drastically different things. Yes, they, they are. Um, like, are we going together? Like, are we a couple? And so I guess kissing or we just like, right. But for me, if it. I guess, I don't know. For me, if it's in Philly, we would just say, y'all talking. You talking to her? Y'all talking? Oh, okay. Like, you know, it wouldn't be like a huge thing. But that issue comes up in the next episode, which is episode seven. 
which is bullying. I hope I, child, I might be um went in, went through them all, or we went through kiss. We no, no, you're okay, good. We went through secret. We went through friend. <laughs> we went through girls. Um, or maybe not. Maybe I am. Uh, we were going to talk about girls a little bit more. I think, but you can do that with both. Okay, cool. So, um, episode six and seven, girls and bullying. Um. Nick is uh Nick tells Charlie that he thinks he's bisexual. And you know, he could have told Charlie he blue, yellow, green. I know Charlie just likes him. Like the very first day he sits down next to him, he just likes him, you know? He he would take him for whatever he was. Right. And it's important because like Nick is, you know, he doesn't like keeping Charlie a secret. Mm-hmm. But he is just not comfortable with himself. Um, it's also important that L at this point is like hanging out with Tara and Darcy and like, you know, Tao is always texting L complaining about Charlie and Nick and, you know, what movies they could watch and what they could do. And I think that L starts to really develop some feelings mm-hmm. for Tao and she tells Tara and Darcy um, and so they're like, oh, my God, you should go after it. And Elle's like, absolutely not. Nope. Um, and coming from an L perspective, I can understand it. Like, you know, you just transitioned. You just went to a new school. Like, you just went through a lot. Like, you just want to keep, like, if, if if anything can stay the same, like, can I just keep my friendships? I don't yeah. want to, like, step over any bounds, any, right. you know, I don't want any of that. Like, I just want my friends. And so I think it's important that, I was about to say, Charlie Mack, high school it is not charlie <laughs> mack high school okay and if it is we in the wrong continent um truman high aka the charlie mack high school and they're getting ready to perform which is located where again it's located in brokeback mountain detroit a uh, brokeback <laughs> mountain okay and they are getting ready to perform in the orchestra the return of the mack <laughs> do you know that song please say you know of that barbecue know anthem that song. the return of the Once mac again <laughs> oh my god it's a good song okay listen i'm i'm ready for the summertime okay that is like a must on any black picnic family reunion any outing it doesn't matter how old a first birthday party a ken sierra <laughs> uh like okay the return of the mac and listen if you don't if you've never heard the return of the mac you should listen. You will to it. just find song. yourself um, like grooving to it out of nowhere. It's just good. It's just it's a jam. Um, and so Truman High School, aka Charlie Mack High, <laughs> and I don't even know what the girls' school is named. It's got a different name though. It's a different. Yeah, name. it's like um, it doesn't matter. Ye, but it, ye old ladies' girls' school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's in England. That's uh, all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ye old lady. <laughs> Actually, the name of the high school is um <laughs> Hi. Or what was the name of the song? Uh <laughs> What was the miss what's the name of the girl's name? Which girl? That you said sound like a Missy Elliott song. Oh, Kizzy. Kizzy. Oh, it's <laughs> so it's Charlie Mack High and Kizzer Kizzer Kizzy High. <laughs> Okay, Kisser Kizzy Kizzy is the girls' high school, and Return of the Mac High is the boys' school. But they're brother sister school, so they do a lot of like field days. 
their orchestras gets together. Mm -hmm. So the orchestra that Tara and Darcy are in. um, And so Charlie plays the drum. Charlie loves music. They have a concert coming up that they're going to perform for all the schools. Nick wants to come. Charlie's like, you don't have to come. Nick's like, I want to come. And so I don't know who proposed the idea. So Nick had saw Tara and he officially told Tara, like, you know, me and Charlie are like hanging out. And Tara's like, oh, my God, that's so good. You and Darcy and me, Darcy and me and you and Nick should go on a double date before. Double date. The old double double date. date. You should go on a double date before the concert. Then the girls, Tara, enlisted Elle, and they say you should bring Tao, but they don't tell Elle, and they don't tell Tao that... It's supposed to be a triple date. It's a a triple date, because Elle will get mad. Also, it is important to note that um, they are, like, you know, Nick and Charlie are a thing thing. Um, Not like boyfriends, but, like, they are, like, dating. And so they've gone from hanging out to dating. And so they are at this, I'd say picnic, but they at this date. They're at, uh, the, yeah, they, I want to go to this yes. place. It is um, an outside uh, milkshake diner. I don't know. In a van it, and they a just, park. It, yeah, it's just a person in a park making milkshakes and it looks like so much fun. And they, those are some serious milkshakes. It's not just like, here's vanilla or strawberry. These are like professional milkshakes they look delicious the thing that confused they me do. about these kids was they're like are we going to get a second round who can, yeah. eat? Who can have two of those i need uh-uh. like i might be able to have that before i eat my dinner because sweets make me hungry for something salty um but I, yeah they're teenagers you know how sugar used to be but a milkshake is like heavy. I, and, it is. And not when you about to go play return of the mat for your whole school. <laughs> Child, I would be I would be returning something and it wouldn't be Mac. I still and I would think be in it's the bathroom. hilarious that you think this song is return of the Mac. Because <laughs> right. it's not, it's like it's it's the, the Charlie Davis song is Return of the Mac, right? No, I think that they're playing. I, so I think that there might be a derivation to Return of the Mac, but I think they're playing oh no, oh yeah, like some oh, classical um like no, anthem I know they're not. I I would almost put money on it. I say almost no. I know they are not playing Return okay. of the Mac. I am just saying for podcast okay. purposes. Yes, you know. <laughs> yes, girl. What? I didn't. I was not watching that, thinking like, "Is that, that Return of the Mac?" Is, is that is, right? That can't be no. Return of the Mac by Mark uh, Morgison. Um, and so it is interesting because Tao still feels some type of way about Nick. You know, uh, Charlie had a birthday party where he invited Nick, trying to get everyone to kind of sort of get together, and like you know, Tao just wouldn't let up. And Tao was in the bathroom with Charlie. And he was telling him, like, Charlie was supposed to go on a date with a girl. Like, he don't yeah. really want you. Like, he's not really serious. And Charlie defended him. And kind of Nick kind of sort of heard Yeah, that. he heard the and whole so thing. I, the whole conversation. Um, and again, like, kudos to Nick for just being Nick. And so when we're at this uh, milkshake yeah. extravaganza, uh, Tao asks everyone if they want, you know, another round. So Nick and Charlie go up to get the milkshakes, and then they ask for Tao to come help them. But it's very clear that, like, when Tao gets up there, 
that like it, it's just awkwardness. Um, and just like, you know, just because of the whole the towel, the friendship and Charlie and Nick are still like googly giggly like over each other. And so when they get back to the table uh, with the ladies, they tell they formally tell the ladies that like, you know, they've gone from hanging out mm-hmm. to dating and everyone is like so thrilled for them. And Elle is like, have you told Tao yet? No, everyone knows and about this, but that's supposed to be your best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could definitely understand Charlie's understand and reasoning for it. Um, and so, yeah, for sure. It, it, ultimately, both Nick and Tao are Charlie's protectors in a big way. And it's just with them transitioning to new stages of their lives and growing up that they realize that sometimes you get to share those roles with other people. Right. And again, at relating to Tao, I know what that feeling is like to basically yeah. like have to let your friend go. Um, and it's not a great feeling. And again, at times it comes off like Tao is a hater, but he's really not. No, he is really a like he just really cares about his friend he cares about his friend he's already had to see the breakup of his friend group when l had to go to the all-girls school um and he you know misses the four of them hanging out together so he doesn't want to lose his best friend who he sees as the biggest the group of like the biggest jerks in the whole school right and you know with charlie being on the rugby team the rugby team has seemingly embraced him and Tao just feels like they're not really your friends. It's only a matter of time before they're going to hurt you. And he's like, I'm tired of telling you. Um, also, like as they're dating, um, even though they dating on the low, uh, Nick invites Charlie to the cinema. And, yeah. you know, Charlie's like, are you sure you want to go there with me? You're going with your friends. And Nick is like, well, Harry's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. Um, and so, you know, Charlie's like, okay, fine. They get to, the, and mind you, Charlie dad, drop him yep. off. Good old Charlie's dad. Charlie dad say, listen, something happened. Let me know. I'll pull up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go and guess who's there? Harry and Ben. Harry and, and Ben. Just the two worst people. <laughs> right. Like, y'all only got one cinema in the town. Yeah, seriously. Probably. But I love Nick. Uh, because I love Nick for a lot of things. Um, but I love Nick because even though he is still trying, exploring his sexuality, doesn't really know what is going on. He knows that he likes Charlie. He knows that Charlie's a part of his world. And he's not, he is hiding the fact that they are like in somewhat of a relationship, mm-hmm. but he's not hiding him from his Exactly. Friend. He still I, is showing everybody that the person I'd rather hang out with is is Charlie and we need to figure out how to like integrate him into our friend group because I want him around and I just I love that I love that like that purity that like I don't necessarily know from experience but I would hope that that purity in love when you care about somebody that it really does exist and Mm -hmm. so like that like watching shows like this really kind of like rejuvenate my shot at love. Same. Um, I thought I was the only person and, who felt that way. So I'm really glad. No, no, no. <laughs> Listen, I know. That's why I'm so invested in this show. And so they're at the movies and, you know, Ben calls 
Nick out for always hanging with Charlie and they call Charlie the F word. Mm. And that, that was enough for Charlie. Charlie said, deuces, I'm out. Um, and Nick, Charlie left, called his dad, got in the car, dad was out. But Nick went back and Nick confronted Harry about it. And like, that's, 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 uh, that's homophobic. That's like that. We don't, we don't, we don't talk yeah, we, like he that. He called and it out they, in front of everybody. And they got into a big mm-hmm. fight, physical altercation. Which I couldn't um, believe and, wasn't broken up by the cops, but that's something to discuss at a well, different Well, I mean, I think, well, well, yeah, we know why. <laughs> I can't imagine why. They could have done a lot in the Casa de FK job. Never mind. Anyway, because listen, that's for another podcast yes. for another day. This this about love. <laughs> um, and so the next day at school, when Tal is walking with Charlie, Harry like interjects something, and Tal is ready to go for war for his best friend. And Nick Charlie I keep getting these names wrong. And Charlie gets upset at Tal because he's like, You're making it worse. You're gonna make Harry feel like you're gonna make Nick feel more uncomfortable. And Tal, like, what yeah. you mean? I'm worried about Nick. I'm worried about you. These kids is bullying you and I'm here to protect you. So at that point, Tal throw his hands up. He does. Um, later on, though, he throws hands in a different way. <laughs> oh, yes. And also, I believe L spills the bean to Tal that Nick and mm-hmm. Charlie are actually, actually dating. Right. Dating. Not together, but dating. And so now Tal is upset and not talking to Charlie. Charlie is feeling like this burden of their relationship is too much to put on Nick and Charlie just wants to like escape the world. Just like, you know, just wants to go. You, you ever had them days if it's like from work, from school, like where you just like, I don't feel like responding to anybody. I, I just want to wrap up and be in my bed. It's like a default uh, for me recently. Um, so yes, the the other thing is like this is one of those instances where you really do need to have people in your corner because these are young kids with tons of hormones and you know it's stuff like this that really could turn a situation like this into a situation where Charlie tries to do something to himself um because he feel like he feels like he is the reason that everyone is having problems and he right. is the thing that's making life worse for people and so he shouldn't be there anymore. And, you know, what else does that evoke? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, and such a common thread. I'm, uh, first of all, a common trend between all teenagers, but specifically with mm-hmm. queer people that, you know, already feel like they're not worthy enough to have the, a whole person. So they'll take the little bits that they get. Like, you know, it just diminishes your self-worth. And then the only thing that, you know, you are living for caring about you feel like you're a burden to them so like you're absolutely right um another thing how this show gets it right is that during charlie's years of experiencing bully bullying he had a safe haven in the art teacher and the art teacher happens to be a black gay man okay art teacher is great and i love the art teacher because the art teacher let charlie have dates with Harry. He lets Charlie eat his lunch there. He also <laughs> got a smart mouth and calls Charlie out for things. Like, you know what I mean? Just like the back and forth that this teacher has and the comfort comfortability level that Charlie has with this teacher. Yeah, Mr. Ajay. <sighs> I love it. 
is uh, the art teacher that we all stand and just want him to have nice yes. things in life. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, we need a spinoff show with the art teacher. Let us see what, what's going on in his life. I know. Cause he's openly gay in real life. This uh, man that plays him, his name is Faseo. Yes. And kudos to casting gay yeah. people for gay roles. Thanks. Love what's it. What's that about? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's this like I don't understand that, and I don't understanding casting men or women yes. for transgender roles. Like, like I, like I, it. And again, I know that it takes uh-huh. time for like the society to understand it, but this is what I say: it is like in the nineteen seventies, yeah, when they would have white actors dress in blackface. That, that that's the equivalent, in my opinion, to having a not gay actor play a gay role. Not that like, I, it's not that the actor can't. My thing is that we are already such an underrepresented community. Why not go out and get an action? Like I just, yeah, but I just, yeah, that's my plight. But I mean, I know different. No, it's a, it's incredibly uh, timely subject. You know, we have people all the time who, get nominated for Academy Awards for being brave enough to portray someone who is in a same-sex relationship, and yet there are gay actors out there. Right. Uh, there are transgender actresses right. out there. Like, uh, you know. Yeah, and again, I'm, I'm not saying that like uh, uh, a straight actor can't portray a gay actor. Like, I'm not saying no, that. No, I know but, what you mean, okay, but it is nice to see right people be cat you know the casting call that went out for l for example was for a young um transgender woman of color yes that that's a great casting call to have out there i think i love it i whew. again this this show just all around is amazing now we get to the final episode and it is called boyfriends now <laughs> tensions are at an all time high because Harry was suspended for the fight with Charlie. Um, Charlie's friendship with Tao, Ty, Tao, <laughs> sorry, my emotions are just Tao, um, are still strained, okay? Charlie is just so depressed about everything, he quits the rugby and ignores Nick. Yeah. Okay, Nick goes to the art place to look for Charlie, he's not there. Nick goes outside, sees Tao eating lunch and he like is Charlie with you and he like I thought he'd be with you and so Nick and Tao have a great conversation and Tao was like well I'm still mad at him uh, but that's my best friend and you know I care about him you care about him and he gives it to Nick like nobody's business and he essentially like what we have been saying this whole time that Charlie doesn't really know his worth and that like if you can't commit to to being in an open mm-hmm. relationship with him then like yeah. walk away now um and i uh, to have a friend like that that even though they are mad at you yeah they still give you the advice up. that you need in that moment it's just it's uh, the friendships are so great in this show and it's also cute because it's the two schools coming together for there's the, yes field day there's field sports day. day I don't know how British school works um, <laughs> there, there are so many special occasions I don't get it um, and 
and yeah and it's you know there's a couple of like not so great things that happen here i mean maybe it is good that charlie quits rugby because he didn't have the best time on the team he just enjoyed being able to spend more time with nick uh when they had to play those grown men right. that was like very oh and yeah charlie practically received a concussion yeah that was not good um but yeah i love the conversation that tao and nick have i love that they're able to be to see eye to eye when it comes to wanting to make charlie as happy and comfortable as possible um we get to see uh lots of couplings going on in this show um we see isaac in his books (laughs) (laughs) i swear next season they have to write more things for that poor child to do than read and know everything but what i do love about isaac's character is that you know, we're dealing with 13, 14, like 14, 15 and 16 year olds. Right. And we've all been in high school before. Sometimes some kids develop and are, you know, in relationships and other times other kids yeah. are like still just like their innocent. That's self. very true. That That's a good point. Isaac still represents that like innocence. Um, And, you know, Isaac could be on the spectrum of the LGBTQ plus. We yeah. don't know. But like Isaac is just very happy in his realm and is happy to have friends. And so I I love the spectrum that we get from uh, Isaac of like still like I'm not really looking for love. I'm going to like get lost in my book. That is very sweet. I agree with you. Take it all back. <laughs> more more <laughs> books for us. <laughs> well no i mean i would like to see isaac put down a book and you know but i mean who knows well hopefully this season two but i don't want to uh take over too much but you know girl, i gotta tell this part you have to tell this part <sighs> okay so it's field day tile is still not talking to nick well actually you know what well okay so tile's still not talking to nick charlie no to charlie <laughs> calm down bryce calm down sorry because there is a well, actually, tell the L and Tao scene. Oh, which one? So the one at the beginning where they are cheering on Charlie, or the one near the end when they are running, like you know, before field day starts. Oh, because right. Tao don't want to do field not day. Want to so do him field and L, he is not he, signed up for anything. He just want to sit in that room, <laughs> right? And the gym teacher is looking for him. First of all, what I'm confused about is that, like, he's like, if the gym teacher sees me, she's going to know that I didn't sign up for anything. First of all, it's about a million kids out there. How would she know? But sure enough, she see him and it's I, like, you're the only one know. that didn't sign I, up. I'm like, responsible for a certain roster of kids. And if those kids are not all in the place that they're supposed to be at a certain time, I get in trouble. So I know what the children are doing. <laughs> so maybe you're right. But I mean, Tal, you could have done it's field day. <laughs> Just avoid her. But anyway, um, so L is back uh, at Truman and they want to just like, what happened? So they really don't want to participate too much in all the field day activities. They kind of just want to run through the school while everybody else is outside and look at all the old places that they had class. So like that L had class the year before, um, which is very cute. I think I, <laughs> you don't think this is cute. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yes, but if I I ain't running through no school like I for me I ain't running through no school like I I'm good but no I think their their interaction is cute because I think that you know mm-hmm. in this interaction they stop 
And they kind of like they go to the art room, the safe space for everyone. And you know, he shows Tao or Tao shows L like his painting that he's working on, and it's like of their friendship. And it's kind of sort of like nothing is really said, but a lot is said in this interaction with Tao and L. Yeah. So it seems like L wants to tell Tao that she has feelings for him because she admitted to Tara and uh, Kizzy that she had feelings for Tao, but wasn't ready to put them out into the open uh, back when they were having milkshakes. So um, we get to a point where they're both laying down, talking to each other on the table, like the um, one of the art tables. And then Elle sits up and she and Tao sits up. She grabs Tao's hand and she's like, I wanted to tell you something. And we see all these little butterflies start to float around Elle, and it's just so sweet. And then she loses her nerve and uh, just says, you're wearing the wrong uh, face paint now that you've switched your jerseys over with Charlie. Um, and and kind of like plays it off. And But then they have a moment where it looks like they're going to have a kiss. It it looks like they're almost there and then something, as it always seems to with these two, interrupts them. Right. But the takeaway is when something happens, Elle runs out of the room and Tao is getting ready to follow, but he has a moment and we see a little leaf pop on the screen! So, so I was like, oh my... He cares about her too. So again, I I... I just love the blossoming of their friendship. Yeah. Their whatever it is. I just love it. Now, so Tao is still not talking to Charlie. However, once L and Tao get back outside, the gym teacher spots Tao and tells Tao, you got to run a 30 meter. Mm-hmm. Throws him a jersey and Tao's like, I don't want to run 30 meter. And all of a sudden, boom, Charlie popped up like his sister Tori. <laughs> and Charlie was like, I'll yeah. run it for you. And Tao was like, oh, thanks. And then Charlie apologizes to him and is like, I'm so sorry for not telling you. I was just so scared. I wanted to tell you. And then after Tao having that conversation with Nick or yeah, with Nick, he understands a little like maybe he feels a little bit more mm-hmm. comfortable with Nick. And so like he essentially says yeah. he apologizes. And so Charlie goes to run the race and he runs the race with Ben. Ben. Yep. And Ben is like, are you obsessed with me? <laughs> and actually it's the other way around. Cause you seem to be everywhere that right. I'm at. And you know, Charlie run, runs the race, kills it. Cause baby He's boy is very fast, fast at like finishing very speed. Fast. It's um, just, it's great to see. It's right. Like I need, you need, you might need an inhaler just to watch uh, how fast he is. And, <laughs> What I love about the significant for me of this race of Charlie kind of sort of reemerging. He doesn't really know where things stand with Nick because they kind of, you know, he's been avoiding them. He's felt like a burden, Uh, but he realizes that people in his life and that people that care about him are important. And so I feel like the, the importance of this race is that like Charlie is now standing up for Tao. And after he finishes the race, he goes over to Ben, who's been somewhat of a nuisance to him this whole season. Um, and Ben's like, I'm going to tell everyone about you and Nick. And Ben's like, that's fine. And I, 
And Charlie's like, and I'll tell everyone about you and I. What we had was over. Mm-hmm. You're a jerk. So good. Leave me alone. It's like Charlie finding his voice to like stand up and to like, you know, know that you are worthy enough not to be bullied and know that you are worthy enough that like Charlie you could tell a, a bully performance off. Of listen. And Ben had no choice. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to the sounds here in my song. A melody that songs, but I I don't be knowing the words. (laughs) But it sounds like you know it sounds like listen. I love. Do you ever have you ever seen those YouTube videos of these very tiny boys singing listen? They are the cutest thing in the world. No, but like I think four you... years old, and they have like all of the finale of that song energy. It's so cute. I'll have to send you a video. Yeah, she'll have to send that to me because that's <laughs> something that I would like to watch at night when I don't sleep. So, uh, thank you. I will add that to my playlist. So serious. Um, and so Charlie wins the race, and he is, you know, in the crowd now. The the highlight, the pinnacle of the field day is the rugby, the rug, essentially the rugby team yeah. just plays a <laughs> like, scrimmage. They break the team so up ridiculous. into red and blue and they play each other. But no like, one even knows the rules of this game. It's they like, say okay, it repeatedly and, throughout the show that no one knows the rules to rugby. I certainly don't. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I know mm, no. some rugby players, Adult not rugby players. high school students, but They're professional hot. athlete rugby players, baby. Woo. Listen, and they're like not. No, like they're, they're like they're like they're I don't like know what the word is called. They're like yeah, no, they're H- big boys. And they're I don't tall. know. Yes, I don't like the word husky though. Only because when I was I don't like the word husky either. when I was like younger and I was a little chubby in school and like mm-hmm. we would have to go to like J C Penney's and get my jeans. I remember my oh, no. my mom would be like, "Go, go." Try the husky ones on, Brian. Like, that was, like, the like, style I of jeans. I hate it so much that they were called huskies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, can we do better, please? Well, I don't even think that they make those. Like, I don't even think that husky is a cut or style of a jean anymore. I hope I, th- not. I think that that has gone out. But, like, I just very vividly remember that. So, anytime I ever, like, read or see the word husky, I'm always like, <sighs> But, so, uh. Charlie is in the audience. Oh no, you know, husky jeans for boys. Oh my god, no! At Coles. Ah! And mind you, no wait. It probably was Coles because me and my mom stayed in a. Oh, Kohl's everybody stayed in a. When Kohl's I then. was like sixth, seventh, eighth, night, like uh-huh. uh, I stayed in a middle Kohl's. school is Coles years. But here's the thing: though, I went to Coles recently. Like, Kohl, like I used to think. Well, I mean, I didn't buy it then, so it didn't matter. But I always thought like we shopped at Kohl's because it was like somewhat inexpensive. I went to Kohl's the other day. Uh, day prices is kind of high. I don't know. Kohl's is like where you went when someone had gotten paid. Uh, Kohl's oh. was not like a regular occurrence for me. That was like oh. when you need your clothes to last for a whole season of time. Uh, we're gonna like you know give you some Kohl's money. Oh, okay. So let me find out. Cole's always been a little on the more pricier mm-hmm. side. Good to know. So the rugby team comes on out. Everyone's excited. And it looks, and again, this is Charlie just won his race. Um, and he's in the audience. He has not talked to Nick. 
all day, Nick, or he had an interaction with Nick, but he just basically like, Nick, I like this. It's, it's not going to work. I don't want to put you through this. Like we need to like separate. Um, and then Charlie is coming off of his win. Like I said, and Nick just had this conversation with Tao and, you know, he's playing the game and he's looking um, for Charlie. Now, Charlie is sitting down. And someone in front of them, they're like, who do you think is going to win, red or blue? And one of the people was like, clearly blue. Nick Wilson is on uh, the sh- like the team. And so I guess that kind of sort of like reassures, like, you know, to Charlie, like, oh, like, you know, your man is MVP. But we know how much Nick has been struggling this whole series about finding out if he's gay, struggling about his sexuality, if he's bisexual, struggling, struggling with being open. Um, with Charlie and in public and like this, despite what you, whatever you identify with it's more about like giving your partner that respect if you want to be like in a relationship with someone so we know that Nick has struggled uh with this the whole time so in the middle of field day when Charlie Mac High and kiss her, <laughs> kiss her, kiss her girl school are all together for the grand pinnacle of the finale which is the rugby scrimmage um and Nick scores a goal or you know scores a goal right everyone's excited they give nick the ball and after he scores he's looking around because like who does he want to see he wants to see charlie but he doesn't see charlie and so they kick him the ball and you know he is in a daze because he's like do i want to finish this game like i really want to know where like my special person is and so He locks eyes with Charlie in the middle of the scrimmage. Everyone's looking at him. Him and Charlie lock eyes. Nick drops the rugby ball and does a run. But in my mind, it's in slow motion. And he's running towards the bleachers. And everyone is looking like, what is going on? Maybe it's not bleachers. I think they might have just been standing around. But in my mind, it's bleachers. But he runs. And they make room for him as he like runs through the crowd to Charlie and in front of everyone, he takes Charlie's hand and like they run inside and Nick explains to Charlie that he's his favorite person in the world. He's the only person he can think of, like, you know, you know, he's struggling with his sexuality, but the one thing that he does, he the one thing that he knows is that he cares about him and that he wants to be in a relationship with him. And he wants Charlie to be his boyfriend and like, (laughs) and they're like in the middle of the corridor in high school and they start kissing. And again, like for Nick to say boyfriend, you know, I think that it's important to know that like one, Charlie was just fine with them. Just, dating you know or just like talking then dating and then to actually reach this for charlie could have been an unattainable like thing to actually have a boy commit to you and like openly call you your boyfriend it's like so amazing and i think what is even more special about that is that nick goes home and you know his him and his mom have been having like this weird interaction where like you know uh one day nick came home he wasn't happy and the mom was like oh don't worry like you Mm -hmm. know i'm sure one day you'll find a girl out there for you and that's like you know i think that that was such a great scene for parents if they do watch it um to be careful with the verbiage that you might use with your children although his mom meant nothing by it 
Uh, but to Nick, that kind of with again, you never know what anyone is going right. through at any given time. And for him to be like questioning his sexuality, um, and and questioning like you know his relationship with Charlie and his mom saying that kind of gave him the impression that like she might not be okay with Charlie right. or Nick being together or Nick being on the spectrum. And the one thing that Nick said to Charlie was that like, I want to be your boyfriend. Um, I am not comfortable with mm-hmm. telling everybody our business, but to our close friends and family that matter, I want to, you know, and that's how I am. Like, I don't want like, Whenever I get in a relationship, yeah. I don't want to tell the world. I want just like, you know, I want my people to know, not like, you know, and the next scene was Charlie going home or Nick going home. And his mom was like, look like you had a good day. And like, you know, Nick was like, yes. And Nick's like, I want to tell you something. And he's like, you know, my friend Charlie. And the mom's like, well, he can't come he on vacation with us. Been through this before, just in terms and, of bringing a friend with him. Right. And he basically says that like, Charlie and I are boyfriends and the mom doesn't have a reaction at first and we can clearly see like Nick is nervous and then honestly she just like embraces him it's like I love you I just want you to be happy I know and she tells him thank you for telling me that I'm sorry if I ever made you feel like you couldn't Mm. just this is what we want in the world just people to be open and accepting to their children yes (laughs) your children it's we're not asking for a lot it's just that you don't know who a child is going to be until they grow up a lot of times adults don't even know who they are um you know you just need to (laughs) sorry okay this is the return of the mag this is how this this is how this show made me feel at the end. Sorry to cut. No, I just, I honestly thought I was like having a seizure or something. Cause I was like, am I just hearing music or is that actually happening? Um, no, this is, this is how you're supposed to be with your kids. This is a tutorial to just whatever your beliefs are, just try to maintain the facade of being able to openly love your child throughout whatever they may bring to you. Unless it's like a murder, you know? <laughs> I mean, and even still, you can still love your child if they murdered someone. That's true. You know, you can. you can help them turn themselves in and support them. But like, you know, there is like, it's just, yeah, I think that. And I am so happy I was able to talk to you about this because like, I don't even think that I think that I realized through talking with you that like the perspectives of this show are meant, like I said before, like it casts such a wide net and I didn't necessarily include like the parents um, in that net. And I think that you did a really good job of identifying that. Like, absolutely. Like this is a, it is, this is a, just a great series. Um, I can't say any more good things about it. I definitely was crying at the end. yeah, I I just I love it, Latanya. I can't thank you enough for coming on thank the Purple Pants podcast me. and dealing with my crazy self and telling this, which we said. Listen, it'll be twenty minutes, fifteen, <laughs> you know, thirty minutes, and here we are. We did a great job. I <laughs> know uh, you did. You thank you for keeping me in line. I um, 
I appreciate that. And hopefully this is just the start of us, you know, doing more fun things together. But before you go, Latanya, let the people know where they can follow you at on the social medias. If they want to hear more about your knowledge of your books and know all the actors and let them know (laughs) what you got cooking over there on your podcast. If people uh, are entertained and want to hear more from the Latanya, that is the Starks. (laughs) Let them know. The Latanya that is the Starks should be the title of something or other for me. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter at LK Starks and you can find out where I'm going to be or what I'm going to be working on right now. I've been taking a bit of a break from podcasting, but am supposed to start back up. I don't think it's going to be this week, uh, but next week, um, with the top chef podcast, uh, which is over on Rob has a podcast and, um, on the post-show recap side with Atlanta, which is a show, Bryce, you have to come and weigh in on before the end of the season. <laughs> yes, I need to get back over there. And is that with you, Chappelle, and Mari, too? It's with me, Mari, and Chappelle, yes. yes. It is. I, I love It's my, like, dream trio of podcasting partners. Yes. And we keep being able to talk post-show recaps into letting us do more stuff. Wow. So um, you can find me there. Or on Twitter, again, at LK Starks. Um, I will be making some appearances on podcasts I'm working on now that I can only tease a little bit about. And one of them will be a Netflix show. I'll just say that. Oh, Um, the details. (laughs) Yeah, it's too soon for the details. Um, And then I'll be um, getting back into Star Wars when it's time for some Obi-Wan Kenobi content. So if you um, enjoy the Wars of the Stars, so do I. And you can find me talking with DM Philly and Mike Bloom um, um, over on our Post Show Recaps podcast. Yes. Uh, so make sure you check our girl out. Show her some love and support her. Uh, we appreciate you, Latanya, so much for coming on. Thank you and so I, much for having me. Of course. And I did not know that like you had took a little break. Now, so this literally is the the return of the start. It is. <laughs> Return of the start. Once okay. Again. Return of. Oh, yes. Oh you know the words. Uh, yes. It's. <laughs> that's. Listen. Whoever is listening, y'all need to add that to your playlist in the next party get together y'all have. Play it. Play it. It's a jam. Yes. But truly, thank you so much, Latanya. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. And you will catch us real soon. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message. Barb's got a message for you. Barb's got a message for you. Oh, and I hope it comes true. Hi, this is Miss Barb, and today. We're going to talk about the light and dark. There will always be light and dark, yin and yang, push and pull, ebb and flow, days of questions and days of answers, seasons of winter and seasons of summer, times of growth and times of rest, moments of joy and moments of sadness. Peace is knowing that all of these things exist together. That is the nature of life. 
and peace is knowing that nothing is permanent, that a season of blooming cannot last forever, but neither will a season of darkness. Peace is found not in trying to hold onto only the good times, but embracing all times. Peace is found in accepting and embracing the nature of life. Love you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be. And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. And keeping with the theme of Heartstopper, I think that representation is so important. And, you know, being able to see yourself, being able to sometimes you imagine things and you don't know whether or not it will if it would ever be possible for you. And which is why, you know, people living in their truth and living life the way that they want to live um, is so important. And this week's Freak of the Week definitely speaks to that. Longtime talk show host Andy Cohen has announced the birth of his second daughter named Lucy Eve Cohen, born surrogate. Cohen posted a picture of himself smiling with his new bundle of joy on Friday. He wrote, Lucy was born at 5.13 p.m. in New York City and weighed 8 pounds and 13 ounces. Her big brother can't wait to meet her. Andy also writes on his Instagram post, thank Thank you to my rock star surrogate. All surrogates are rock stars, by the way, and everyone who helped me make this miracle happen. I am so happy. I am so happy for Andy, and which is why Andy Cohen and his beautiful new baby daughter, Lucy Eve Cohen, are this week's Freak of the Week. I just, for me, at times in my life, I think that my family, like, you know, my own, like, you know, in a personal family is just going to be myself. Um, and I just look at Andy, a gay man and his of a certain age. And he has decided that, you know what, he wants to have a family and he's going about it the way that he wants to go. And it is very inspiring to people like me. I'm sure other people, um, Having children is a, a blessing, and some people have difficulties having children. Um, some people just physically can't. And so I think that more stories of like this being a surrogate really touch home for me, which is why Andy and Lucy are this week's Freak of the Week. If Andy Cohen's Bundle of Joy Lucy is our Freak of the Week, that means we are coming to a close of another episode. I want to thank you so much for listening, supporting, showing your love, just being a member of the Purple Pants Posse. It means so much to me. If you have not already, please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever the podcast resides. You can find the Purple Pants Podcast. Hit subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that I'm looking for a heart stopper. Because it's a, it's a. 
It's a It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like Sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 